Thanks, Brandon. Good morning, guys. Uh, just a couple things to start off for Matt and I, um, just right off the bat. Look, we know this is a difficult time for everyone, and obviously this goes way beyond football. You know, we're thinking of everyone right now and their safety, I think, the healthcare workers in the front line during this time period. You know, our thoughts are with those guys and just a complete admiration and respect for everything that they're doing. You know, as much of an unprecedented time period as that this is, we were able to dig in on free agency, make the Bears a better football team. Right now, we're taking this one day at a time. And that's our focus is on the draft. You know, I know we'll catch up with all you guys right before the draft, but I can tell you guys right now, we're ready for everything. That's drafting from Hallis Hall. That's a remote location. It's from our homes. Whatever they tell us to do, we'll be ready. And we're just going to follow the experts in that area. You know, in relation to free agency, we signed a number of guys. You know, understand the focuses on the quarterback position. It's been a focus for us. With the addition of Nick Foles, is exactly what we talked about from the start. We've increased competition at a critical position. And we talked to both players, and the way we view this is it's an open competition. And credit to both those guys for embracing it. We've also talked about this a lot, but it's the factor that I steadily lean on uh, is the collaboration between our coaches and our scouts, the collaboration between Matt and I. I think that's a strength for us right now more than ever. You know, I'm also very proud of the entire organization, the McCaskey family, Ted Phillips, how everyone in our building is pulled together right now as a Bears family. Uh, best thing you can do is adapt and adjust to the situation. We've done that very quickly as an organization, and I'm extremely proud to be part of that. So with that, I'll turn it over to Matt to say a couple things. Hi, everybody. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Again, I, I, like Ryan said, I want to reiterate, um, you know, these are very uncommon times. And I know that we're here to talk about football. But, again, just uh, echoing what, what he said, you know, me personally, I, I don't want to take anything away from, from the brave heroes that we have out there on the front lines and, their sacrifices that they're doing every, you know, every day selflessly saving families from, from this COVID-19. So to, to all of those, thank you so much. And also the, the brave employees um, that continue to keep our economy and great country running. Thank you to them. And, and then the other one too, that I think sometimes gets remiss is to all the, the local and national doctors and media uh, for, for keeping us educated on, on how to, you know, how to, go day by day on a daily basis um with, i know for me without the uh the news stations and outlets and, and everything just trying to see how to do things um it would be tough so we appreciate that and so i think it's our job now is, is what's real is to listen to the experts and follow through with, with the recommendations and as i said the other day it's, it's important you stay home and you and you practice social distancing so um also like ryan said uh through this all I think the communication collaboration in, in these in these times has been awesome with the McCaskey family and with, with Ted Phillips and everybody else that's been a part of it. Ryan's been great. Um, in regards to, to the football, um, you know, much smaller scale, it, it is uncommon times for us here too. We appreciate the hard work with our IT and video department. They, they're, they're studs. They've been, they've been amazing. Um, coaching staff personnel, everyone's been really working hard together. It's been different, but, unique and uh it's it's been fun finding out solutions and new ways technology how to do things whether it's through the draft or with the coaching staff meetings uh we're obviously pumped up and excited about our re-signings and our new additions to the team which we can talk about and then uh 
the, the big one that, that we're well aware of that Ryan just talked about is, is uh, you know, this open competition, open QB competition between Mitch and Nick. And uh, I think a couple of things as we look through this, and I know you all have questions, but, um, you know, number one, what we're trying to do is what's best for the Chicago Bears. Plain and simple. That, that, that's what it comes down to. And Ryan and I have had great talks with both of them. What's important and what you all are going to find out in this process is going to be real simple. It's going to be very transparent and very honest. And, and so uh, what I thought was really neat when we could talk to Mitch, which, which, was, which is, uh, speaks to who he is, is you could feel how much of a competitor and you, you, you know it and you see it. He's a competitor now. He's embracing it and excited to get back, back to work. Um, you know, with that said, part of the conversation that, that, you know, we discussed too was understanding here the, the big picture is I know that Mitch, is, Mitch gets a lot of this, but, you know, we could have been a lot better coaching uh, schematically and I could have been a better head coach. And, and then we can, we all, as we all know, you know, we can always be better players around him as well. So that's a focus there. Uh, but, but Mitch has, Mitch is uh, really embracing it. He's had an unbelievable um, uh, personality throughout it. He understands it. All he wants to do is be the best quarterback he can be for the Chicago Bears, and, and that's what he's going to do as we move on here. Nick, same thing. You know, I have a history with Nick. I know who he is as a person. Um, he's been great as well. Uh, he's a special person, and, and Ryan and I looked into that, knowing that uh, when, when, when this went down and and I think that that's very important that we don't lose sight of that as we go through this this competition. Uh, he's been in this position before, and he's handled it uh, great. You know, I, I personally went through it with him in, in Kansas City. A little different, but but I know obviously who he is. Um, it's going to be a process evaluated over time, and it, it, like Ryan said, it's a collaboration of of Ryan, some of, some of the guys on his staff, myself, and then along with Bill Lazor, Dave Ragone, John DiFilippo. Uh, and those guys all have extensive uh, background with quarterbacks, and we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, we're not there yet. Uh, you guys will have questions, but we'll, we'll have a great plan on how to evaluate it. Uh, and then, you know, ultimately what it really comes down to is, is winning, scoring points, um, you know, physical and mental toughness, uh, and then obviously command and leadership with some other things. So with that, we'll, we'll leave the questions. Okay, as the coach said, yeah, we'll get to questions now. Again, if your line is is uh, muted, you'll have to unmute it when when you ask your question. If you're on the phone, you'll need to hit star six to unmute your line. Take your take your time. We have a lot of questions. We'll get to you all. I appreciate it. Thank you. Go ahead with questions. Hey guys, this hey guys, is, uh, Dan Weeder, Tribune. Thanks for uh, doing this, Matt. How will you go about who your starting quarterback is for the regular season? And what are the challenges not having any idea the next time you'll actually be on a football field with these guys? Hey, Dan, hope you're doing good. So you cut out on the first part something. To, can you just say it one more time? It was chopping in and out. Yeah, I just said, how, how will you go about deciding who your starting quarterback is going to be for the regular season? And then obviously the, the challenges of evaluating the competition, not knowing when you'll be on yeah. the field. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so a couple things. Number one, we have no idea. Uh, moving forward here as to, you know, when when things will move forward and, and, and what we'll be able to do in regards to OTAs or training camps. So that's up in the air. Um, once we do know that and we'll have a plan in place, we're, we're not even there yet. I mean, we're, we're um, you know, I'm, I know that with the guys that we have on our staff, uh, it's something that, you know, we'll figure out, you know, rep-wise, 
equality wise, how that goes. It's just hard right now just because we have no idea, um, you know, what it's going to be. The only thing we can do is try to um, stimulate what we think could happen. And if it's, you know, if it's, uh, you know, choice A, choice B or choice C as regards to things that could happen, we'll have a plan for all those and then we'll put it into action. Uh, but, uh, you know, Again, we don't. We'll see where it goes with preseason games, but that'll be something as well. That'll be important. I know. You know, last year we didn't. Um, you know, we didn't play a lot of our guys, and, and that'll be obviously different this year. And we're looking forward to that. Hey, Matt. This is Colleen Kane. Um, what qualities do you see in Nick that make him a good fit for this team and this offense? Yeah. Hi, Colleen. So, you know, a few things with Nick. You know, he he. Uh, I think that the biggest thing with him as a quarterback, forget the person side, as a quarterback, you know, he does have some experience in this offense. Now he's been through some different offenses as well. Some people think, yeah, you know, um, some people think that, uh, you know, these, these offenses that he's just come from are exactly the same and that couldn't be further from the truth. So there, there's a learning curve there a little bit. For the most part, it's a lot easier for him when he comes into it. So knowledge of the offense definitely helps. Um, you know, this is a kid that uh, has has been through a lot of different situations. He's been a Super Bowl MVP. He's been in pressure moments, and he, uh, you know, he, he understands uh, a, a lot of the things that that we're looking for. At the same time, I'm excited because I know that he's gonna, you know, the person side of him. He really helps. He'll, he'll be really helpful and supportive in, in competing with Mitch. Hey guys, it's Jeff Dickerson. Um, Hey, Ryan, uh, you know, you guys were linked to, I think, every quarterback available when free agency first opened up. Uh, when did Nick become the target for you guys? How did he, when did he emerge as, as the player you were really trying to go get? And, um, and how open were you leaving your options in the event that that wasn't able to get done? Yeah, hey, Jeff, I think, you know, we knew there were going to be a lot of options at quarterback in this free agency period. Uh, we knew we'd have an opportunity to increase competition there with those options that existed. So we, we kind of went through through each one of those and talked about each one. I think when we got to Nick, it was really, you know, a collective effort. I think, you know, the grades kind of independently came in first and they all came in very strong. Uh, just a talented player. I think Matt just said it, you know, the fact that he's played in some big games, performed well in those big games, that carries a lot of weight. Um, then you throw that in, you know, we have a lot of people in our building that are comfortable with him as a person and the makeup, um, which just made the decision easier. So I think, you know, that was all kind of, uh, that, that all kind of came together to make him a target for us uh, and someone we wanted to aggressively go get. Hey guys, it's Adam Hogue here. Um, Matt, obviously Nick has a lot of connections with his coaching staff uh, beyond you. Um, how much does that help you and how much did that impact him being a target for you guys? And considering the circumstances of this off season, uh, I imagine that has to be uh, an advantage in the fact that he, he kind of already knows the system. Hey Adam. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think as you go through this, that's something that's really easy for a lot of people to, to connect the dots with. And, and, um, and that, that certainly helps that I think, more than anything, it's relationships and, and being able to understand how these coaches teach. So Nick, Nick knows that, you know, talking to him, he understands how, how Bill Lazor teaches and how, and, you know, Nick was a second year uh, pro when he was with Bill. 
and since then, then he hasn't been with them, you know. And then with John Filippo, he's been there with them in Philadelphia, winning the Super Bowl, and then he's been in a different scenario with them as an offensive coordinator uh, on a different, uh, uh, you know, in different scenario in, in Jacksonville. So you build relationships through high times and low times, and and so that's that's a part of it. But in the end, it's about the player. And it's about what they can do. And again, my relationship, I've had two different types of relationships with them. One is a rookie in Philadelphia, me as a quality control coach. And then another uh, as a quarterback coach when he's uh, coming in as a, as, a, as a backup quarterback. So there's a lot of unique different roles and, and relationships there. But in the end, it's about who Nick is as, as a player, um, obviously what he's been as a person, and just competition. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a – you know, we really hope it's a, a win-win for 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 the Chicago Bears, and we know it's going to bring the best out of both of these guys just because of who they are as people and what their makeup is. Uh, so that's the exciting part. Hey guys, uh, Chris Emma with the score. Uh, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, Ryan, have you reached a decision on Mitch's fifth-year option? Hey Chris, how you doing? Yeah, as we go through that, you know, that's something. Uh, we're not going to comment on right now. You know, we'll discuss it when we get closer to that point. You know, we got until really until May to make that, to make that comment. And uh, we'll talk about it as we get closer to that date. Hey guys, it's Jeff again. Um, how is Mitch with his hey, Matt, hey, Matt, uh, this is Patrick Finley. Uh, I'm curious when either of you guys did talk to Mitch, what was his reaction? You met, you mentioned that you could tell he was competitive. How so? I think, I think uh, just real quick, you know, Mitch is, a, Mitch is a competitor. I think when you're built that way, you know, competition brings out the best in you. And I think, you know, you know, Matt and I had that discussion with him and, and you could feel that in him right away, just kind of that, okay, hey, you know, let's go, um, you know, what's best for the team. And this is going to bring out the best in all of us. And I think the key word is just that, you know, he embraced, you know, he embraced the competition. Uh, and I think they're both looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I think Patrick the same thing, you know, and and the the uh, unique part about football is there's one quarterback, right? And so human nature has you uh, when when you when you sit down and have a discussion like this, you know that there's 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 one starter, and and so we're all competitors. These guys haven't made it to this point without being competitive guys, and they've been that way their their whole life. So um, you know. I don't, I don't care who you are. If you're a competitor and you care, you know, right away, you're going to be fired up and you're going to be ready to go. You're going to embrace it. And there's a couple ways to look at it and you either do that or you shy away from it. And um, the competitor that Mitch is with, with the way that he was with us was really neat to see because he embraced it. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't about excuses. It wasn't about anything other than, okay, I understand that. I'm going to give you everything that, that I got. We're going to compete. And you're going to get the best that I got. And I think that's what's pretty neat in this whole process. And, and so when we look at that as, as coaches, that's all we can ask for is, is trying to make sure that we do everything we can possibly do on our end to make this completely fair, let them go out, play football, and, and be the best quarterback that they can possibly be. If that's the case and that happens, we're going to be in a good place. 
Hi, guys. This is Hub. Um, and I know you've said clearly open competition, but I just want to make sure it reported it absolutely right. Because when we last visited in a different world, you said you wanted competition, but that Mitch was still the starter. Is Mitch still number one on the depth chart, or is there no depth chart right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and that's a good question. When we walk out on the first day, whenever it is, whether it's OTAs or whether it's training camp, Mitch will be going first in the huddle. Uh, and, and, and those guys know that that's not news to them. That's not something that they're hearing for the first time. Uh, the one thing that, again, you're going to, you guys will realize about Nick Foles is that, uh, he's very aware. He understands what's going on. He understands the situation. And, and that's going to, that's another part of this too, is, is that. And so, um, you know, Mitch is going to be out there, but at the same time, it's going to be equal. And we as coaches need to make sure we do the right thing in regards to equal reps, uh, and make sure that they're going against they're playing with similar or the same players on offense and going against the same players on defense. So there'll be some juggling that we have to do. It might be a little different at times on how we do it, how we get to it, but I can promise you this, it's going to be completely fair. It's going to be, um, it's going to be extremely competitive in a good way. It's going to be a healthy competitiveness. And uh, you know, in, in the end for us, it's going to be a collaboration of, of what we all feel. And, and it's, uh, I think that that's all that those guys really ask for and want as competitors. And then the other thing, too, that I just want to say is it's easy to say um, wherever this takes us, whenever it is that we end up naming a starter, uh, you know, this is a process. And so with that uh, becomes responsibilities of winning and playing well. And so we want to make sure that, that uh, as we do this, those guys know that and they already know it. So that, that's, that's where we're at with that. Um, um, real quick, just admit, I think when you say open competition, um, you know, this is an open competition. They've both been told that. I think it's the best way to do it. And I think the good thing is just honesty and transparency with both players as we go through it. And, you know, we want what's best for the Chicago Bears is as simple as that. And that really applies to any position on our team. And, and for this situation, hey, let, let these guys battle it out. Let the process naturally happen. And over time, that decision will be made. Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Dan Reeder again, and i got a quick follow-up for Matt after this. But what are your current options for off-site draft weekend locations if, indeed, Hellas Hall is off-limits? You know, we've, hey, Dan, we, we've talked about that. You know, again, I think our IT guys and our video guys right now have been awesome through all this. So I think of Mike Santarelli, Justin Stahl, Dave Henderson, Dan Tui, Brad Goldsberry, uh, Simon, Delon, they've been preparing us for all this. So we have a couple options right now, Dan, if, if, that's, if that is a possibility for us. Um, you know, the first one would be Hallis with, with a limited number of people and using the technology in our draft room. Um, the other one would be an off-site location, uh, which we're establishing several options now. Uh, the third one would be operating from our homes uh, remotely, which obviously there's some, there's some challenges with that. So we're kind of going through each one of them. Um, we do have some off-site locations, um, but we haven't pinpointed one down just yet. And Matt, just Matt, working off that, what are your contingency plans and the adjustments that you have to make for this off-season program, given the likelihood that you won't have much, if any, traditional practice or meeting time? Yeah, you know what, Dan, it's it's a it's going to be um, certainly different for us got to be tech savvy and that's why we rely on all those people that ryan just mentioned they've been amazing and communicating with us on how to do things 
you know, I have my office here at my house and I'm able to have like four different computers rolling and, and we've been having fun with it as a coaching staff. Guys have been very uh, proactive in trying to get good at it, but we got to adapt. We got to figure out solutions. We can't complain. We got to, we got to uh, make sure that whatever that we do from the top, whether it's teaching purposes, uh, it's going to be different. You're not going to be standing there in front of 30 to 60 players or however many guys it is, uh, speaking your, your team message for the day. It, you're going to have to rely on them, possibly uh, looking at it online, you know, with, with online installation. So how do we do that by being as clear as we possibly can, but also, too, not making it be forever to where they get bored staring at a screen for a long time. So it'll be different, but, we, you know, we gotta we got to adapt and figure out solutions. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Dan, what, well, I think it's been good. Just you, You're forced to quickly adapt to this changing landscape. So we talk about our IT and video departments. They've been outstanding. The silver lining is that I think it's pushed us further from a technology standpoint. So, you know, the virtual meetings, whether that's, you know, Skype or Zoom, and it's actually been uh, highly efficient and in some ways, in some ways better. You know, I checked this morning. I think it's been about two weeks since we moved out of Hallis. They've been working from home and it's really been seamless with the ability to watch video, the ability to have meetings and communicate, interview players. Um, that part's been really good. I think it's a credit to our staff. Dan, I'm like, I don't even go to the hit the, the green button anymore. I just go to FaceTime. That, that's how crazy this has been. So I, I just been FaceTime and more a phone call. Ryan, this is Hub again. Can you walk us through uh, your thinking on the Jimmy Graham signing and, and how you view your tight end roster right now? Hey, Hub. Yeah, with Jimmy, I think uh, with Jimmy Graham, I think it's a good example where we're all connected on a vision for a player with our team. So, you know, you, it starts, Hub, you had the physical evaluation on the player. Um, obviously, a guy, you know, we know well. But then you had the fit within our offensive scheme. And I just think there's a lot of discussions on how to best maximize Jimmy Graham uh, in this offense. And uh, that, that's with Matt and all of our offensive coaches and our scouts. And we're all really excited about him being a bear and, and how we're going to maximize him. So it was just a thorough process into in how he fits. Uh, when you talk about the, the tight end room in general, uh, you know, look, we, we know we have a lot of tight ends on the roster right now. It's something we're working through. Uh, we know we have some decisions to make across the board, really, at that position. Um, but we aren't there yet, but we're definitely happy to add uh, Jimmy to this offense and also Demetrius Harris to this offense. You know, that was a while ago, but that's a good addition for us as well. Hey, guys, it's Jeff again. Um, last time we spoke at the Combine, Ryan, you know, there were a lot of players that were going to have offseason procedures. You know, Mitch had his, Trey Burton, Anthony Miller. Um, how are you able to keep tabs on those guys and their recoveries and will the fact that the facilities are, are closed, will that push back any of their uh, returns in, in any way? It, Jeff, good question. We're still able to work with those guys from a rehab standpoint. That's the one exception. So those guys, you know, you know, Anthony Miller, uh, you know, Roquan Smith, you know, Mitch, uh, Trey Burton, those guys are still able to work from a rehab standpoint. So we, we've been able to keep close tabs on that. Uh, and, and again, we feel really good where those guys are heading and nothing has changed from an injury update standpoint. We expect all those guys to be ready to roll for training camp. Hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan. Uh, this is Ryan. This is Patrick hey. Lee. And I, I, I'm curious when you guys knew 
or when it became apparent right before the start of free agency that your offseason might be truncated in some way. Did that influence which players you pursued or how you looked at those players in terms of familiarity with your playbook, your system, your coaches, et cetera? Uh, and that's a great question. And I, I know it probably feels like it, it happened that way, but to be completely honest, it, 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 that wasn't a complete focus. It was, Hey, let's just go uh, acquire the best players uh, that we feel fit us. You know, I think, you know, sometimes when, when there's background with a player, it just helps because there's risk in every move you make. And the more background and intimate knowledge you have of a guy and his makeup, you know, I think that helps a lot. But uh, to answer your question, it just kind of came together that way, uh, you know, from a positive standpoint. But that wasn't a focus. I think, you know, when these when these things go down, and, you know, I know Matt talked about, you know, it could be with a quarterback and it's Bill Lazor and Ragone and, and Flip. And, and I think on the personnel end, you, you know, you got Josh Lucas and Champ Kelly and Jeff King, just to name a few. It's a, it's a very collaborative effort um, for that, that whole thing to came, come together. But there wasn't a focus on, hey, let's go get these guys because they know the offense because it's going to be a short offseason. It was, hey, let's just go get the best players. Hey, hey guys, this is Stacey Dales. Um, Coach, this is for you. What really is the depth of Nick's knowledge of this offense? And, you know, for all intents and purposes, if the season started tomorrow, could he go out tomorrow and, and play right now because of his knowledge? Hey, Stacy, how are you? Yeah, um, awesome. uh, Nick is at a point right now where he could get by and get through a game because it would, it would, uh, you know, he would understand the words and the concepts, but not fully to where you know he needs to be. So there, there's, and again, it's kind of like riding a bike. You're able to, you know, and you get back onto it. You hear some words, some plays that that you heard in the past, and you remember all of a sudden and it's different languages, you know, that, that he's been in the last couple of years, just some tweaks here or there, nothing major. So, uh, but, but right now he could go out and play. And I think, uh, uh, you know, he would, he would do well just because we'd have to, to keep it simple and let him just, uh, you know, do his thing by, by, by playing, um, you know, and, and playing football like, like he normally does. Hey guys, hey Matt, it's, it's JJ here. Um, do you, do you have to have a, a contingency plan in, in place in case you have a, a short training camp that this quarterback battle might extend into the season? Or when you name a week one starter, you want that guy to be your guy for, for the whole season and not really challenged? Well, we definitely need to have that. that would, the contingency plan, you know, that would be one of our options. We have to make sure that we kind of go through um, communicating as to what some choices could be from now until the start of the season. And what that is and then we have to figure out if it's expedited because it's shortened um what's the best way to be able to to decide that and, and evaluate that process so we'll have that ready that that part won't be hard um and and then we just got to figure out as we do that um what's 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 the, the the most fair way to do it so that we can understand that it's the best decision for us i think like like a lot of things um it'll it'll all just kind of naturally happen uh, and, and that's, that is the challenge that we're at right now in this situation, not knowing, um, the unknown it is a challenge, but we'll be ready for it. And, and then once we do that, like I said, once we do name a starter, you know, we're, we're playing football and we're, we want to, we want to win games. And, uh, I have no idea how it's going to go from there. Matt, uh, Moon here, uh, just to clarify something earlier. 
can we assume in, if there is a preseason that both Nick and Mitch will play in preseason? Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're going to play in preseason. It'll be equal reps, and it'll be a good competition for them. Um, and you know, again, that that kind of goes in tune with what we're doing really with, with our with our whole team. It's going to be some of the things we discuss and talk about when we're able to do that with the team. Uh, but I, I think it, I think that part's important, and they'll be uh, a big part of that. Hey Ryan, what what went into the decision to uh, move on from Leonard Floyd and then sign uh, Robert Quinn in that spot, uh, who's a little bit older? Hey, I think uh, Adam. I think when you talked about you know free agency in general, first of all, we went into this free agency knowing it was going to be. I guess pretty technical would be the word to say. I think, you know, with the quarterback trade and the outside linebacker addition, Wayne Leonard Floyd's fifth-year option, the decision on Trevathan uh, and Kwiatkowski, you know, I think uh, we knew it was going to be a technical uh, free agency. That's why I think the collaboration with the scouts and the coaches kind of helped navigate us uh, through this whole thing. Um, I think one thing we did feel is the that people wanted to be here. That's been a couple years in a row now where, uh, we, you know, the recruitment was pretty easy. I think uh, when you talk about Quinn and, and, and Leonard Floyd, I think, you know, first of all, with Robert Quinn, I think, you know, obviously it's a position we value. Um, one of the, you know, the first things that comes to mind as you're strengthening your team is your pass rush um, affecting the opposing quarterback. And I, we just feel like Quinn's a proven pass rusher. He's got excellent edge speed. He's got outstanding ability to bend the corner. Um, and I think, you know, we take a position of strength on our defense and we make it even stronger and more dangerous when you add Quinn and you combine them with the players that are already up there, especially up front. Um, and I think when the, the Quinn, uh, you know, Leonard Floyd decision, you know, look, Leonard has some very good years here. He's a key part of a, a top defense. And I don't think acquiring Robert's not necessarily a knock on Leonard. It's just doing what's best. We feel is best for our team. And I think you saw how quickly Leonard signed elsewhere, you know, a pretty good contract. So we're happy for him. Um, but for us, it was just, Hey, you know, we're constantly tweaking and, and, and trying to upgrade our roster. And we feel like we've done that with our pass rush with Robert Quinn. Ryan, uh, Matt, uh, it's Mark Potash. Uh, Ryan, just curious, what, how certain are you that Quinn will be as effective in, in year three, four, as he was in the Cowboys four, three? Because even he has said he's, you know, he's much more comfortable in the four, three going back to, to uh, when he was with the Rams. Hey, Mark. Yeah, good question. Uh, no different than the Jimmy Graham conversation. This was something that was talked about thoroughly, you know, with our with our coaches and scouts and, and Pagano and Ted Monachino and, and how we're going to make it make it all work. Because I think you do have to look at it and say, okay, how has this player had success in the past? And, and how can we make sure we maximize that? And so that was discussed. Um, the, the schemes he's played in, um, you know, he's played a lot on, on, on the right side of the defense. Uh, and so, hey, let's get everybody in the spots uh, where they're best, but without being predictable at the same time. So we feel very comfortable with that. Um, you know, I know our defensive coaches and Matt does too. Uh, just to put him out there in the best positions to succeed. I mean, he's a he's a really natural pass rusher. He's one of those guys where you could be watching uh, you know, other players on other teams, and, and you're just crossing over Cowboy Dallas Cowboy tape, and you can't help but watch him. I know when we played him this year. Uh, we had to have a, a plan for him um, combined with their other defensive end. I just think it makes this really hard to defend on defense. 
when it's when it's hard to double one guy because you got multiple guys coming at you, especially when you throw in a keen hicks to that mix as well. Hey Ryan, Arthur Arkish, how much uh, does the Roquan Trevathan presence inside and their coverage ability allow you to switch out someone like Floyd for someone like Quinn who may not give you as much in that area? Yeah, we you know we talked about that. I think you know a strength of of, of Leonard was was no doubt that the coverage ability, and I think we we look at our inside linebacker room as as a strength, um, and and not Trevathan and and Roquan, and, and then just the depth of that room. Um, as a strength as well. So I think what you're saying is, is accurate. Um, now, Quinn, you know, and, and Khalil, I mean, you want those guys rushing the quarterback as much as possible, um, but they, they are athletic enough to do different things on defense too, just to keep us flexible. And then we've added some depth to the outside linebacker room in, in recent weeks that we feel also can uh, provide some of those coverage things you're talking about. Hey guys, it's Brandon. We got about five minutes left here, but go ahead with, with questions. Hey guys, hey guys uh, circling back to, to Jimmy for a second, what, what gives you both the greatest belief in the 2020 version of Jimmy Graham that, that made him a priority for you? Hey, Dan. Yeah, the, uh, there's a lot of things that go into this. This was, this was something that, uh, like Ryan said, we all saw, saw a lot of the same things. And what's, what's exciting is when you look at this, you have to be able to look at this w- with uh, – with the ability to see how could he or how does he fit into what you want to do. And so there's a lot more to that than just looking at numbers. Like, you know, the, the stats that you see and, and where he's at, he's obviously had a hell of a career. And uh, with that, he's also grown older. But at the same time, when you look at the stuff that he's doing, maybe when he's not catching the football or, or maybe when he's not making a block, but you see him within the play doing something that you like, and you, then you visualize that, what you can do with him and what, what uh, conceptually what you do, how it fits. And that's the exciting part. Uh, when you talk to him as well, you understand the knowledge that he has for the game. He's very, very motivated right now, which, which I love. And, and so it's, it's just a, a, a fit for us, a big size, you know, you know, six, six playmaker that you can get some mismatches with and, uh, I, I know me personally, uh, very, very um, looking forward to being able to put him in some great situations. Hey, guys, it's Adam Hogue again. Um, on the offensive line, right. do you guys uh, imagine or envision uh, Jermaine Effetti kicking inside to guard? And what did you like about him? Adam, to the next? So he's, uh, Adam, you know, he's obviously he's played both right tackle, right guard. Uh, right now we do envision him. Uh, kicking inside the guard uh, and just and get, it's no different than the quarterback, just adding competition to the right guard position with a Fetty. Um, he's a guy, you know, we like coming out in the draft. Um, we've kept close tabs on. He's a talented player, 36 inch arms, uh, highly intelligent. I know Juan Castillo is, is really high on this player too. And, and how he feels he can make him better, which we're confident in. Um, so we were excited to get him. Uh, where we got him just to, just to really add competition to the offensive line. You know, that's important. That depth there is important. We'll let that play out. Hey, guys, this is Andy Seligman. Um, how are you ensuring that players are working out the way you want it and, and fi- following the program you want them to follow? Yeah, so, so 
one of the things we're doing, and I, I want to give a lot of credit to our our uh, our coaching staff, along with Jason Lascalzo and our assistant coaches um, in the in the strength program, and, and Andre Tucker and Jen Gibson. They're they're all doing a great job of staying on top of them and and making sure that we communicate with them to make sure that they're um, they're doing okay. Number one with with what we're going through, which is very important. And, and number two, you know, stay, you know, figuring out different ways of how they're staying in shape and, and stay, staying strong. And so, a matter of fact, I got a picture last night um, from our strength coach. Of, we, we, we got a, uh, a player that he built out of wood his own, his own squat rack and bench rack. So, I thought that was pretty, pretty neat to see. So, people are adapting and they're, they're coming up with solutions. But we're staying on top of them. We're making sure they're healthy. And, uh, you know, we're excited to, to make sure that they're doing okay, and they all are right now. Guys, it's hey, guys, time guys for, we got, Stacey again. We got right, time for two more again. questions. Stacy, go ahead first, and then we'll get the last question after Stacy. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Um, you know, clearly with all of the uncertainty for both of you, um, not really knowing when your players can actually take the field, um, sort of what, what is the plan in, in advancing your playbook to, especially with a new quarterback on your roster, to make sure that these installations are up to speed if the season does start on time? Yes, Stacey, that's a great question. I think that for, for us, once we're, once we're given a time that we're able to, to rock and roll and start talking football with these players, um, we're going to have to be, make sure we're very, very efficient with, with if it is video installs. Um, I think you're going to see, we were talking about this last night with some position coaches, there's going to be a lot more time for these players with position meetings and position, um, uh, you know, virtual meetings where you might have four or five guys that are talking with the coach and it might be more specific than it is 10 or 11 or 12 guys or 30 guys together. So, uh, we'll, we'll be efficient with it. We'll make sure that we're uh, doing everything we can. And then at the same time, you know, in a, in a good way, it's going to make you as a coaching staff too probably limit the amount of volume that you usually try to get in in, in a normal situation. So I, I look at it as a positive. Guys, it's Hub. I, and I'm really sorry this wasn't the first thing I said, but uh, it's just for both of you. Really hope that that your families and extended families are are all doing well and healthy and safe. And curious, if either of you had any firsthand experience with uh, anyone you know or that you're close to who's contracted the, the the virus, and if so, anything you'd share about how you've handled that? Hey, Hub. First of all, thanks for saying that. We feel the same way about you guys. So I think that comes first and foremost. Uh, you know, fortunately, uh, on my end, uh, it's been pretty good thus far but I'll, I'll let Matt touch on his end. Yeah. Hey, Hob, th thanks again, again, for, for thinking of us. And it's, it's back to all you guys, everybody in there is, I know we can sometimes, I think this is a good step back for all of us to be able to, uh, to really realize how important family time is and, and also look out for, for loved ones. I, I, uh, I, I have a, a great aunt um, who's in Pennsylvania that, that I was told through family that, that um, she's in her nineties, that, that she has uh has contracted it but other than that no immediate family um or no one no one else that i know of and, and so I, I know it's uh uh there's a lot of people that have been through it and we just we're, we're thinking about them all and so we appreciate you uh saying that about us 